for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello and welcome to Living Life. It's so awesome to spend time in God's Word together. Today in Job 33, we see young Elihu continuing his speech to Job. He begins by trying to establish his own credibility. And then he tries to show that he's on the same level as Job. So therefore, Job should listen to him. And then Elihu shares something about God that is certainly true. And so we want to explore that truth about God together. What did Elihu say about who God is? And how should that truth about God change Job's approach to life? And moreover, our approach to life. Let's read the text together. Job chapter 33 verses 1 through 13. But now, Job, listen to my words, pay attention to everything I say. I am about to open my mouth, my words are on the tip of my tongue. My words come from an upright heart, my lips sincerely speak what I know. The Spirit of God has made me, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me then, if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. I am the same as you in God's sight. I too am a piece of clay. No fear of me should alarm you, nor should my hand be heavy on you. But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words. I am pure. I have done no wrong. I am clean and free from sin. Yet God has found fault with me. He considers me his enemy. He fastens my feet in shackles. He keeps close watch on all my paths. But I tell you, in this you are not right, for God is greater than any mortal. Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? So we see there's an error of arrogance in Elihu's words. First of all, he calls Job by name. This is young. In verse 1, this can be seen as a rude given their age difference. Next, he claims that he, his heart is upright and that he is inspired by the Spirit of God. So what is Elihu's case against Job? He takes offense at some of Job's own comments. Job has said in verse 9, I am pure, I have done no wrong, I am clean and free from sin, yet God has found fault with me. He considers me his enemy. He fastens my feet in shackles. He keeps close watch on all my paths. So Elihu is saying that Job is wrong for thinking that God is punishing him for no reason. So listen to what Elihu says in verse 12 and 13. But I tell you that you are not right, for God is greater than any mortal. Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? Do you hear that? Like Elihu is wondering why Job thinks that God owes him any explanation for the suffering that he's going through. The truth is that God doesn't owe Job anything. He is absolutely independent, and he is not accountable to anyone. God does according to his own pleasure at all times, and we cannot presume to know why God does 
or acts as he does. When I'm counseling people going through difficult tragedy trials, many times they cannot help but wonder, why? Like, why would God take away my child? Why would God make me lose my job? Why would God bring this cancer disease into my life? Why are there so much suffering and evil in this world? Why? Why? And Elihu's point is that God does not owe us any explanation as to the answer why. Because just as Elihu says, God is greater than any mortal, we must realize that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God's ways are higher than our ways. In no way is God directly responsible for evil in this world. But God uses all things in our lives to fulfill His purpose and even uses evil for His glory and for our good. As Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. Or when Joseph experienced so much evil at the hands of his own brothers, he can say to them, like, you meant evil against me, but, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Are there any cases in which God is responsible, directly responsible for evil? No, never. Because as James says in chapter 1, verse 13, like, let no one say when he's tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one, each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own de uh, desire. So God never actually causes evil. We can never think of God as someone who is tempting us or someone to be blamed or held accountable for our temptation. Then if not God, then who is responsible? According to James, according to the Bible, it's us. We are responsible for sin and evil. As Paul says in Romans 9, you will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, a man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder? Why have you made me thus? In every case where we do evil, we are rightly responsible for it because we willingly chose to do evil. Let's think about the most evil, like the greatest evil deed in the history of the universe, the killing of the innocent, righteous Son of God. It's crazy to think that even the crucifixion of Jesus was ordained by God. But notice what Peter says in, uh, during his Pentecost sermon in Acts 2.23. He says, This Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucify and kill by the hands of lawless man. Peter is saying that you are responsible for killing, killing Jesus on the cross, and yet even that was according to the definite plan of God. Even in the most heinous evil act in the history of the universe, God brought about salvation for the mankind. So Elihu is right in that God doesn't owe, uh, owe us any explanation for the suffering, evil we experience in our lives. But God has done something far greater than give a mere explanation in our, like, for our mind. He has come to us 
himself and his son Jesus, who bore on his shoulder all our suffering, pain, burdens, and iniquities, and he died on the cross for our sins and rose again from the dead. We cannot presume to know why God does what he does and everything around the world, but we can trust him that he is working for his glory and for our good. So A.W. Tozer said, whatever comes into your minds when you think about God is the most important thing about you. That means how you see God will determine how you respond to hardship and suffering in your lives. God is greater than our ways and his understanding is unsearchable, but he has also shown us the greatness of his love by sending his son Jesus to death on the cross. So let's pray. Father, we just pray for anyone who's watching, listening, or going through a challenging season in their lives to think rightly about you, that you are greater than any mortal, that you, instead of explanation, you came to us and you sympathize with our pain and you lay down uh, the, the life of your son, Jesus, on the cross for our sins. So thank you so much. And Please help us to renew our mind by this wonderful truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer, see